are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A great Super Bowl Monday for you. So many things to talk about in regards to yesterday's game. The legend that is Patrick Mahomes. Another player that seemingly I'm going to have to rent my scooter to. Halftime show with Usher. What do we think of that? The biggest play of the game. The biggest down and distance was the same down and distance, and it happened twice. And I'll tell you what the differences in the game was besides the obvious. Talk about Kansas City's home opener next year on Thursday night. Who will they possibly play to open the season for the second season in a row at Arrowhead? We're going to talk about the overtime rules. I thought that was interesting. First time it really came into play because I don't think a lot of people remembered the rule had changed for the playoffs. We'll get to all that and more momentarily. Well, the big game has come and gone, but basketball now, full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for basketball odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads and you got player props in all these basketball games, dozens of odds, props, and info on hundreds of sports events, politics, and entertainment. You can access the world's best wagering information Anytime from desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. So, we're coming up on 14 months now that I've had the Sports Daily. And a lot of you that have been with me for the 14 months, or even if you've listened to me enough, I'm not talking about like every single day. I doubt there's any of you that have listened every single day. But people that have listened a lot know that I'm not a guy that likes to go black and white on a lot of things. You know, I love it, leaving it in the gray area, because most things in sports are gray area. How many times have you heard me say, like, look, I don't know who's going to win these games. It's very hard to predict. If I could predict it, we'd all be rich. I'd be rich. You'd be rich. I'd be making people money left and right. And, you know, when I analyze games and I look at games, I just lay out, hey, here are some trends and statistics that favor this team. Here might be some that that favor another team, which means something has to give, and you just do not know. However, everything that I laid out over the last two weeks in regards to this game, I think pretty much came to fruition. There were two things as to why I told you I liked the Chiefs. I said, I didn't know if they're going to win. I, It was my prediction. That's who I was taking. But the two reasons that I gave you for why I liked the Chiefs both pretty much played out. Number one, I said, I'm just, I just don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to lose to a team quarterback by Brock Purdy. It's Mahomes over Purdy, which then led into my other point of, hey, if Patrick Mahomes has the ball last and needs a score to tie or win, I trust him more than I trust Brock Purdy. I just can't see him having the ball and losing. I said, the only way I see them losing if it is a close game and the Niners have the ball last. And it played out exactly pretty much how I said. And I think one thing that people are forgetting, before we get to the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, I think one thing that you got to look at, and I'm not saying that this, I'm not saying Brock Purdy sucks. I'm not saying he stinks. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. But Brock Purdy is not elite. Patrick Mahomes is. And I'll give you two examples. The biggest play of the game, and I tweeted it out at the time, seconds before the hike, was third down and four, or it was more like five. The screen said four, but they were definitely five yards away. 
it was third and four and third and five. And San Francisco was at the 35-yard line of Kansas City with two minutes left in the game. Chiefs had two timeouts left. And the two-minute warning had just happened. So if San Francisco picks up a first down there, Kansas City has to use a timeout. They probably call it with 155 left. Let's just say 155. Then San Francisco could literally take two knees. They wouldn't have. They would have ran the ball and gotten closer. But they literally could have taken two knees. And let's just say in that series where they started first and 10 after getting a first down on that third and five, Kansas City can only stop the clock once. They stop it at 155. Okay, first and 10, San Francisco runs. And let's just say on this drive, San Francisco does not get a first down. So San Francisco, whatever, two yards, three yards, whatever. Kansas City can't stop the clock on second down. So now it's second and eight. 40 seconds runs off the clock. Now they hike it at, you know, 110. Running play doesn't get anywhere. Third down. Now they hike it at, you know, 30 seconds left, fourth down. My point is San Francisco would have got a first down on that third and five. This ballgame's over unless they missed the field goal. And Jake Moody, while he did get an extra point blocked, he hit a 55 and a 52-yarder in the game. He was probably going to be, at that point, he would have been minimum, because if they got a first down on that third and five, they would have been inside the 30. So minimum 29-yard line. If they never gained another yard, it would have been about a 47-yarder. And Kansas City would have had less than 20 seconds and no timeouts left to get in field goal range. I know Patrick Mahomes has done the impossible before, but it probably wasn't going to happen. That was the play of the game. And what they do? Kansas City blitzed a guy who went untouched, Purdy couldn't get out of the way, didn't read it correctly, and was going to throw a slant, and the rusher batted the pass down. So now the clock stops with 155 left. San Francisco kicks their field goal. They go up 19-16, and Patrick Mahomes has a minute 55 and two timeouts to march down the field and either get a touchdown to win or a field goal to tie. Did anybody and their mother think that they weren't going to score in some fashion there? And the drive was just precision, just... Short passes, screen passes, Kelsey over the middle. And they get down to the nine-yard line with nine seconds left. They try one fade in the end zone with Kelsey. He doesn't catch it. Six seconds left. Even though they had a timeout left, you couldn't take a chance. Because if that ball is snapped poorly or Patrick Mahomes takes more than one beat in the pocket, they have to score a touchdown or the game would have been over because time would have ran out on them. So they kick a field goal with you know two seconds left. And we go to overtime, 19-19. Did you see what happened in overtime? San Francisco marches right down the field. They get the ball first. They march right down the field. And what happened again? Third and five at the nine-yard line. Once again, Kansas City applies pressure. Brandon Ayuk was wide open in the back of the end zone. Brock Purdy, yes, he felt pressure, but off his back foot just threw it high and out of bounds. If he got a good throw off, his receiver was open as well in the flat. So I'm not saying he's a terrible quarterback. I'm not saying he's not going to be their starter next year. I'm just saying that was the difference in the game. You had Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, quarterbacks the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes would have found a way on both of those third downs to get first downs or a touchdown. That's my belief. And those are the two biggest plays of the game. Third and five, if they get a first down, ball game's over in regulation. They kick a field goal as time expires. Kansas City can do nothing. End of the game, 
Overtime, third and five from the nine-yard line. Kansas City did the same thing. They blitzed a guy untouched, and Brock Purdy couldn't see a guy over the middle, and he threw it high and out of bounds to the guy in the flat. So they had to kick a field goal, and then what happened? San Francisco goes up 22-19, and Patrick Mahomes now has a, f- a full drive. I mean, it, it, it's it, they get this set, they get a chance to match or win the game with a touchdown. And outside of a fourth and one play, where they had a bad spot, it should have been a first down anyway. But yeah, they had a fourth and one on the 30-yard line or something like that, 29 and a half. But they ran a play and got seven or eight yards. It was just a no-brainer. Other than that, every single thing Patrick Mahomes did in that drive was perfect. Just like every single thing he did at the end of the at, in the drive at the end of regulation was perfect. He's the best quarterback we've seen in the last probably 30 to 40 years in the league. And that's not hyperbole because it just happened. If you've listened to my podcast this year, this calendar year, I've been telling you and reading you the statistics about this guy. He's the best quarterback we've ever seen. And outside of Tom Brady. And when we come back from this break, we're going to look into what Patrick Mahomes has done in six years as a starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. So here we are now. Patrick Mahomes has three Super Bowl titles in six years, four Super Bowl appearances. He's three and one. And did you see the statistic that was floating around last night? This one I didn't even know before the game. But it just goes to show maybe Patrick Mahomes is number two already in greatest quarterbacks ever. Because he can't be better than Brady. Brady has seven titles. But now he's in the conversation for number two already, and he's played six years. Joe Montana has four rings. Patrick Mahomes has three. He's three and one. Joe Montana never lost a Super Bowl. Okay. However, did you see this statistic? In Patrick Mahomes' four Super Bowls now, he's trailed by double digits in all four games and has also trailed at halftime of all four games. First Super Bowl he ever won, he was down double digits with seven and a half minutes left in the game. The first time they played San Francisco, they were down 20 to 10 with seven and a half minutes left in the game. And then they scored three touchdowns in the last seven and a half minutes and won 31 20. His second Super Bowl that he was in got blown out. Just Tampa Bay had his number and he could do nothing right that game. And they got blown out 31 to nine, trailing the whole game, trailing at halftime, double digits, whatever. Last year, same exact thing. Trailing at halftime. It happened to be by double digits. They came back and won 38 35. Today's game, they were down 10 0 in the second quarter. Down at halftime, comes back and wins 25 22. And now he's also 9 2 in the playoffs in games that he trails at any point by seven or more. I mean, this is unheard of what he's doing. And we talked about it all year. Their defense is what got him here. You know, this team finished 11 and. 11 and 6 during the regular season, 4 and 0 in the playoffs. So they finished 15 and 6. They played 19 games. They did not give up 30 points to any team, nor did they ever have a team that got 400 yards on them. They were close yesterday. San Francisco got 382. San Francisco also had another full quarter. So San Francisco barely had 300 yards against them yesterday until it went into overtime and they put it together a what, 75-yard drive? But yeah, Their defense carried them, and for the longest time, this offense struggled. Hell, 
Look at their offense from the Baltimore game. Didn't score in the second half. Did not score a touchdown in the first half of this game. They didn't score a touchdown in over, what, 15 or 16 drives? They said it was the longest of Mahomes' career, and yet he still pulled out a victory. Were any of you sitting there with the Chiefs down 19-16, minute 55 left, Kansas City has two timeouts, were any of you even worried remotely that Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to lead them to at least a field goal? I certainly wasn't. I was thinking he was going to get a touchdown in regulation. This thing wasn't even going overtime. And then the same thing in overtime. San Francisco gets the ball first, drives, can't make the big play when they need it. Kansas City takes over, and Patrick Mahomes doesn't even have a clock. You don't even need the clock in overtime, and we'll get to that in a second. You need it for statistical purposes, but it doesn't matter. Did you see what happened at the end when the Kansas City scored their touchdown? The play clock and the game clock were about two seconds difference. Kansas City did not have to snap the ball. There's a part of me that thinks San Francisco was thinking Kansas City is going to wait for the clock to run out and they'll just start uh, they'll just start a play first and 10 at the beginning of the second overtime period. I didn't think they were in position. I think they were still talking to each other. And Mahomes just being as smart as he is, McCole Hardman could have pitched a tent in how wide open he was on that touchdown winning catch. <laughs> I think yet again, the smartness and the savvy of Patrick Mahomes and snapping that ball with two seconds left in the overtime period, I think San Francisco thought he was going to let it run out so they could have plenty of time to to gather, talk to their coaches, and put together a great play. Look, they were probably going to score anyway, even if they didn't. They had first and goal at the five-yard line. I mean, worst-case scenario, they kick another field goal, and then it's next score wins. But Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. He's probably the second-best quarterback we've ever seen, and the guy has literally been playing six years in the NFL. He now has 15 postseason wins. Joe Montana has 16. Tom Brady has 33. He's third in all-time playoff wins, and he's played for six years. We're heading for greatness, people. Accept it. Some other things about the game I wanted to talk about. Boy, that Drake Greenlaw injury. You know, when I I told you people, maybe you don't know, but in August of 2022, I tore my Achilles at the gym. And I wasn't doing anything that I hadn't done numerous times before. I was on the TRX machine and I was just running in place, basically doing mountain climbers in a standing position, but leaning forward on the TRX ropes. And that's it. And I was just running in place. And then one of the times when I planted, my Achilles popped. Did you see what happened to Drake Greenlaw? He's just on the sidelines, jumping up and down, ready to run back on the field. And his last jump, as he jumps and then hits the ground and plants to push forward, his Achilles just popped. <laughs> like, I was told by my doctor at the time that I, po- I tore my Achilles, the one thing that he was seeing was he was getting a lot of Achilles tears off of pickleball. Apparently it happens a lot in pickleball. And it sucks, but I can see it. Having watched pickleball, it's just a lot of planting. It's a lot of, boom, you got to plant and push forward. And I'm not saying don't play pickleball, but... <laughs> If you tear your Achilles playing pickleball, just know it is basically a very common injury in that sport. Anyway, I guess my point is I'm at the time that I tore my Achilles, I was a 46-year-old man who was in, I don't know, decent shape, but not great shape. Dre Greenlaw is a world-class athlete, and all he did, didn't tackle anybody and get his knee blown out, nothing. Just taking small jumps, getting ready, getting all excited, pumped up to go back in the game. Small little jumps in place. 
on the sideline, and boom, pops his Achilles. It can happen to anybody, people. A 46-year-old man in halfway decent shape and a world-class athlete playing in the Super Bowl. We both did the same exact thing. Crazy. So, Dre, hit me up if you want to use my uh, scooter that I still have in my garage. Aaron Rodgers didn't hit me up, so maybe you want to? Want to borrow my scooter? Usher, halftime show. It kind of reminded me of when Dr. Dre and Snoop did the halftime show in L.A. for the nostalgia purposes because Usher basically was popular 20 years ago. You know, he was like early 2000s, right? Maybe late 90s, some of his songs, but I mean, the, the Let It Burn and stuff like that, I... I haven't Googled it, but I want to say that was early 2000s because I, I remember for me it was kind of like right, or maybe it was the end of college. It could have been late 90s. My my end of college was 97. But same. the point being, he's 20 years, you know, out of the music. I don't want to say he's out of the music industry. Obviously, he's a judge on The Voice in recent years and stuff like that. I, he's probably put out some songs, but all the songs that he sang, I think, were older, right? And... But I thought it was, I mean, I it was a good show. I didn't think it was, uh, you know, I, it was entertaining for me. I'm sure the boom, uh, the, the millennials didn't care for it. But people like myself, uh, I, I mean, I feel like listening to that halftime show was like right after I got out of college. I mean, that was my 22 to 25, 26-year-old years. I mean, very formative years of my life. You really remember that music. And, you know, I'm not going to have rank. I mean, there's so many good halftime shows. I'm not going to rank it and say it was top three, top five. It was good. I enjoyed it. I just don't think it appealed to everybody. But it definitely appealed to me. It was good. The roller skating was really cool. That was, that I really liked. I love the roller skates. Can we do that more often on halftime shows? Anytime you're roller skating on stage, and I first I thought it was roller blades. I don't think it was. I think it was roller skates. And just skating in sequence, that's got to be kind of hard to do. I know they had months to plan this thing, but um, I enjoyed it. The overtime rule. Remember, after the Chiefs beat the Bills in overtime where they scored a touchdown back in the 2021 playoffs, NFL changed the rules, at least for postseason. But I don't think we had a postseason game last year where it came into play. So I think people forgot. I would think most people at the stadium probably didn't even know. Probably thought, and it, it, didn't, it didn't come into play because San Francisco did not score a touchdown on their first possession. They only got a field goal. So if this was regular season, this basically played out like a regular season overtime. But in the regular season, if the team that gets the ball first gets a touchdown, game's over. So I'm wondering, if San Francisco would have scored a touchdown, I'm guessing most people in that stadium would have went nuts thinking they won the game because – yeah, they said it over the loudspeaker, but he didn't spe- specify. We at home knew. And so the question then becomes, okay, with this new overtime rule, even if you get a touchdown, if you score first, the other team gets a chance to match you. With San Francisco winning the coin toss, was it smart to take the ball? Well, if you're confident your team is going to score a touchdown, I think I have no problem with it. But you also have to think, well, what if we don't score a touchdown? And they only got a field goal. And they gave it to San, They gave it to Kansas City, who knew what they had to do. You always want to be the team that knows what they have to do when they get the ball. And in that overtime, with the new rule, the team playing second doesn't matter what the first team does. 
team playing second is always going to know what they have to do. So why didn't San Francisco give the ball to Kansas City first? They give it to them first, and Mahomes drives down and scores a touchdown like they did when they got the ball second. San Francisco would have been like, okay, we need a touchdown. I don't know. I don't know if there's a strategy. This is only the first time it's happened. Very small sample size. But going forward, be curious to see what coaches do. But it's only a playoff rule. It's not regular season rule. So this is the first time we've had to deal with it. And finally, one last thing. We know the Super Bowl winner opens the season on Thursday night football. And Kansas City did it this year, hosting the Lions, and they lost. Next year, they have their three divisional games, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Their other home games, they have five other home games, Texans, Ravens, Bengals, Saints, Bucks. I mean, I mean, come on. If I'm the NFL, there's no way that the first game of the season isn't Chiefs defending their Super Bowl championship against the Ravens, who they beat in the AFC championship in Baltimore. Why Why would it be any other game? I, I know the Raven, the Bengals would be a good game, sure. They've played in the AFC Championship two of the last three years. It's not going to be the Saints. It's not going to be the Bucks. I doubt it's going to be any of the divisional games, Chargers, Bucks, Broncos, Raiders. They have a home game against the Ravens next year. i got to believe that's the opener for the NFL season. How can it not be? Come on. Give us Chiefs, Ravens, rematch of the AFC Championship to start the season, and then the next night, Philly against well remember when I was talking about it last week doesn't remember I said it's either gonna be Philly Ravens or Phillies uh I said Philly Ravens or Philly Steelers well now it can't be Philly Ravens because if you give the Ravens to the Chiefs they can't play the next night so we'll have to see how it plays out but I I gotta think you gotta have Chiefs Ravens to start the season next year on Thursday Night Football you got to It's right there for the taking. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. Please download the episode, but you also got to hit play. Doesn't mean by downloading it into your feed, that doesn't count as a download anymore. So please hit play. I'd really appreciate it. The Daily Roundup was posted an hour ago. Go check that out. We're back tomorrow with more Super Bowl talk, Taylor Swift talk, and then we're probably going to start moving on to basketball for the next few months. So, Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be, as it was proven yesterday, the greatest reality show of all time. See you.